Thanks for listening to this Oakland Church message. At Oakland Church, we exist so people far from God will follow Christ and fulfill their purpose. For the full Sunday morning experience, join us at our Rochester, Michigan location every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Good morning, church. Isn't Jesus wonderful? All right. We are excited about the Word of God this morning, and I believe He has a word in season for each one of our lives as we move into that middle season uh, of summer. And uh, boy, the Lord has not disappointed. He never does. But we've stayed really connected with Him. What a Sunday last week with water baptisms and just an amazing time at VBS with children being touched. And um, we're, we're just so excited. And it seems like God has just been so intentional. You know, He's literally taking us from glory to glory, from experience of faith to experience of faith. That's what I love about God. There's never a slowdown or a regress. It's, it's always an upward motion, you know, wonderful things that he has in store for us. Even when we think that we're not going that way, really, God's, God's working behind the scenes, you know, perfecting that which concerns us. And the Bible says, he that began the good work in you is faithful to bring a finish to it. He just doesn't start, he finishes strong in our lives. And this morning as we give the word, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit in a, in a group this size how he can literally speak to right where you live. You know, a scripture that I'll share, minister, and the Holy Spirit will just bring it right to where you are. Are you ready to receive that this morning? Because God gives a word in season. He feeds us. He feeds our faith. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. As we sit here this morning and stand here this morning, we're thinking about our family in Honduras. Lord, we thank you that we're one body. We're here, but our team represents us. Father God, we thank you for the power of God, your blessing. They're going to come back with such good reports. You're going to increase them, increase the kingdom. Bless the team like you've never blessed them. And bless our time this morning, Lord. We thank you that you make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer. Anoint me, Holy Spirit, like you always do. You anoint me to bring forth the word in season. Think through my thoughts and speak through my lips. And we'll give you the praise for it as you bless your people. And everybody in agreement with that, say a big amen. Well, as you know, this morning we've been on a series called, a wonderful series called Rhythm. And this morning we're going to talk about the rhythm of the Holy Spirit. The rhythm of heaven is the Holy Spirit. And that's a wonderful thing when when you think about heaven's rhythm is the Holy Spirit working in our lives. The way God brings heaven to us is always uh, through Jesus Christ, but through Jesus all of heaven's blessing comes to us. And one of the highest gifts that God can give us is the presence and the working of the Holy Spirit in our life. The scripture says, to as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we want to be led by the Spirit. We want the Spirit to work in our lives. The scripture says, God is always working in you. Did you know that? God never sleeps nor slumbers. He's always working in you. What is he doing in you? He's given you the desire and the power to do his good will. And I love that. You wonder why your desires are changing? Because God's working in your heart. He's given you desires. And he's given you the power to accomplish those desires. See, the scripture says, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for you. God has prepared some wonderful things for you. But the scripture says, now by the Holy Spirit, he's going to reveal them to you. So God is actively working in your life. Revealing heaven's plan over your family, over your personal life. 
it's a wonderful thing. Because we know the facts already. Many of you have facts. You've had reports over your life. You know what the facts of your, your status is. But I like truth. Truth overcomes facts. And when God speaks, he always speaks in heaven's language. And heaven's accounting could overdo whatever your facts say. You might have had facts about your health. Well, God gives you a prophetic word that's higher, a truth that's bigger than fact. And he could, he could overcome whatever, anything that's happening by your fact life right now. You could be bouncing checks on Wednesday and have $200,000 in your bank by Friday. That's the kind of God we serve. He, he's, he's amazing. And we're just praising him. Or you might run out of patience today and God said, I'm going to kick in with new grace to give you the ability to hold on through that circumstance until I bring the breakthrough, until I bring you to that next place. I'm going to give you the grace. Can I hear a good amen this morning? It's a powerful thing. I'm glad I came to church already. But John chapter 7, when we talk about river, when we talk about the rhythm and river, rhythm speaks of a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. Synonyms are pattern, flow. Everybody say flow. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit like a river that flows. Jesus said these words in John chapter 7. Listen to what our Lord said. This is the last day of the feast. The Hebrews have seven feasts throughout their year. And feasts always are symbolic of a present day revelation. And Jesus was at this great pool of Siloam and he was pouring water and speaking of a river that would flow one day. And he speaks and he says, you don't have to wait because the river's here. And the river's here for you this morning. Listen to what he says. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. He couldn't wait. Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me, come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. One translation says, out of your belly, out of your innermost being, will flow rivers of life, rivers of water. When he said living waters, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, living waters, the Holy Spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in you. Are you a believer? Are you a believer? Believer in Jesus Christ with all your heart? Believing ones, the river's coming to the believing ones. The believing ones that want God. Listen. He says, would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. That time Jesus had not died on the cross yet. He was, but now he died on the cross. He rose from the grave. He ascended on high. And on the day of Pentecost, 2,000 years, the Holy Spirit was poured out from heaven into flesh upon you, upon me, upon all peoples. The Holy Spirit is here now. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to stay under the spout where the glory comes out. I want to stay under where, that's, where the river's flowing. You know, I'm not trying to stay, see how far away I can get from God. Like Jonathan said this morning, I want to draw near. I want my appetites, my attention. The scripture talks about set your affections on things above. You know, the reason I have two children and six grandchildren is because Amir and I got intimate. Give praise the Lord, somebody. You know, we got intimate. Whatever you're intimate with, you produce something. When you're intimate, if you're intimate with betting, you're going to become a gambler. Now, I know they got professional gamblers. Now, some of you probably are in there, but uh, between you and God, God bless you. But I mean, you know, I was intimate with baseball when I was younger. I mean, I, I thought I was going to play Major League Baseball. I went to baseball camp, and, you know, I just love baseball. And I could tell you, I could tell you every player on the Detroit Tigers in 1968. 
I went to the World Series with my father. I could tell you every batting average. I could tell you, uh, you know, I could tell you, uh, you know, who played where and what their names were, pitchers, so on and so forth. You know why? I was intimate with baseball, and I knew all about it. I, I bat like them. I could tell you the way Willie Horton batted, Al Kaline, Norm Cash. I could tell you the way the Mickey Stanley threw, Ray Euler, Don Wirt. I could tell you about Denny McLean and Earl Wilson. I could tell you about, why? Because I, was, I loved it. And let's face it, whatever you're passionate upon comes on you. And you notice what the Lord said right at the beginning, anyone thirsty, do I have any hungry ones? Anyone that really want me? You know, one thing about God, he, 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 he's not going to just throw it out there with people that are just haphazard about it. He wants a hungry people drawing near, for, for drawing near to him. And if there was ever a time that I want to stay close to God and flow with God, I just thank God that I've stayed around for, you know, 30, 30 uh, well, 42 years, 43 years that I've been walking with the Lord, close with the Lord for, since 1976, you know. I'm so glad I'm where I'm at in my walk now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I tell you, church, we're all in different journeys in our spiritual walk. And I'm so glad that, that I stayed around and let the Lord work in me. Because I tell you what, the river's deep now. The river's deep now. You know, the Bible says it comes in ankle deep. You know, he says to uh, the prophet in the Ezekiel 47, he said, I'm going to give you water ankle deep and water knee deep and water waist deep. Now, I don't know what you are with the Holy Ghost. You got to maybe ankle deep, just, just dabbling in there just a little bit. Oh, that feels good. And walking out, or are you walking maybe to knee deep? Let's face it, when it's cold water, you just got to go for it. I remember one time my dad told the story when he went to St. Clair Shore Civic Pool back in the 70s, 60s. Remember, Roseanne? We had a pass to go to the built-in swimming pool. St. Clair Shores had a brand new one. Uh, Marcus, it was a brand new big swimming pool. Everybody in St. Clair Shores, that was a time where they give you a key for the locker. You put it on your ankle. Man, you go in there with that ankle key. You're legitimate now. And there's showers all in there. It's like, wow. And this pool was so big. And then they had the low diving board and the high diving board. That was the first time I got enough guts to jump, jump, jump in 12 foot of water. You remember you just, and you would just kind of creep around, but all of a sudden you would jump just to the edge and then swim right back. Just enough where your arm could grab it. Well, my father one time, he said, my dad, I'd love to watch my dad when he'd swim. He would, <laughs> he would take off running if we were in a built-in pool. He would run on the cement and then kind of dive over the side. Well, this time, big Dominic Russo, my dad, he wasn't afraid of nothing. I'm going off that 12-foot board. So he walked up to that board. He said, when I got up, he goes, man, this was sure as high. This is higher than I thought. It didn't seem like 12 foot. It seemed like 17 stories. He said, but I can't turn around. If I turn around, I'm sure going to look foolish. I just got to do something. So he took off running, dove off that board. And you know, his commitment happened when his feet left the board. When his feet left the board, he was going for the deep. And he went down and plunged under. And I feel like the Lord said, get your feet off the board. It's time to dive in. To dive into the deep waters with God. To really go. And today's that day I really feel that many of you are going to experience the Holy Spirit upon you and the river coming on you, not ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. But the Bible says over your head where you're swimming, where your feet are off the ground, and now God's 
directing you more. God's directing the ship of your life. You're being, you, want to, you want God's will to be done. And I know that's a very practical thing. You don't always feel, ooh, you know, and it's all this mystical thing. We gotta, we gotta walk out our salvation. We, and isn't it like a, sometimes it's like a struggle. Sometimes there's highs and lows, but we, we just, the Holy Spirit just keeps working. The Bible says his spirit is in, is in earthen vessels. To think that God would put the treasure of God in me, the river in me, Weak, broken, earthen vessel. But that's the glory of God, that he would take a weak person and fill him with the glory of heaven and say, I can get something accomplished through you. And that blew the devil away and it blew the angels away. They never saw the new covenant. They saw the old covenant. But what's God going to do in this new thing? The Bible says the angels were waiting to see this new thing that God was going to do. What's he going to do? On the day of Pentecost. 50 days after Jesus died, was buried, and resurrection. When he ascended on high, the Father gave him the Holy Spirit, and Jesus was the one. He got the privilege to just pour out the Holy Spirit upon all flesh. And, and you, you could imagine that day, and angels were looking. You got to be kidding. God would literally put, put frail people, people that got hang-ups and set-ups and and problems and struggles and all this stuff that's going on in their life. And God, the spiritual, holy, powerful God, would come in these weak vessels with glory. And God said, yes, I did. That was my plan. I love mankind. I love the human race. And I gave my son to die for them so that I could be poured out back inside of every one of them. I can give them a hope. I can give them a vision. I can give them a dream. I can restore what the enemy stole for them. I got a plan and a purpose and the devils of hell can't stop what I'm going to do in my people and in my church. It's a wonderful thing. Oh, praise God. And he's doing it in you and doing it in me. And he loves us, man, God. He understands the human condition. He's acquainted with all that, but it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. The number one thing I'm going to say right now, we're going to go point one is God desires results. God is not into a religious program. He's after demonstration. He's after uh, influence, impact. Can I hear a good amen? You know, he, he really is. He said, I'm going to build my church, he told Peter. Upon this rock of revelation that I'm Christ, the Son of God, I'm going to build my church. Listen, and all the powers of hell cannot conquer it. That means to your family, to your life, no matter how hard the, the wind blows. You know, I don't care the... The three little pigs and that fox, the, the wolf, the big bad wolf, he blew and he blew. Well, when, that, when those pigs were, were founded on straw, there. but when you're founded in God, you might, you might stagger a little bit, but I'm telling you who's holding you is stronger than the wind, who's holding you is stronger than the breeze, who's holding you is stronger than the shaking. God is your foundation no matter how hard it blows. His blow is harder than the devil's blow. His blow is harder than whatever the world could throw at you. The greater one is with you. Well, I'm preaching this morning. I don't know here. Where this is just the beginning. Take your time. I gotta pace myself. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians 4:10 says, says this: for the kingdom of God does not consist of talk, but power. I love that. Do you ever see people that's all they do is talk? Well, stop talking and show me something. By your talking, I could have made four sales already. You know, Sam, I could have made four spaghettis and three lasagnas. You're talking over here. I got customers out here who need some food. That's Sam. He cooks. He's a good cooker there, boy. 
He's a, but anyway, people, God's the same way. I, now there's a time to talk. You got to preach. You got to communicate. Obviously, words are very, very important. But the Lord says, let your words, he says, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It's living by God's power. So that's what we all want to learn to do more. Living by, by God's power. Living by God's strength. I want to learn to do that. I had to shift my whole life that way. The Bible says if you save your life, you're going to lose it. And I came to the point where I was ready to give my life to find the high life. And I don't mean Miller beer. I mean, I found the high life. And that was dependence upon God's power. And that was a beautiful day, and I thank God for it. See, many people have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. You know, they have a form of religion. Oh, I know that. I've read that scripture. They ain't got nothing current going on. The Bible says those type of people, you know, help them as much as you could, but don't practice what they do. They know the script. I've been there, know the song, did the stuff, you know, seen the movie. I got it all down. No, you don't. You got something dry, stale, and old. That's not the Holy Spirit. He's a river. He's full of life. He's full of newness, freshness. And that's what God wants to bring, the body of Christ. Listen, there's no plan B with God. You are God's plan A, my friend. There's no plan B. The church is God's plan A. That's why you see Dominic, Gabe, Jed, Matt, Danielle, and all the team that's in Honduras right now, and our 14 missionaries. That's God's plan A to shake a nation. We are the plan for Oakland County. This church is part of something big that's going to shake the city. You know, somebody's got to use the palace and might as well be the church that buys that thing. Fill it with glory and watch God do something big in the palace. How many believe God could do that one day? Oh, I believe it. Somebody prophesied to me a while back, said, Dominic, every time you go by the palace, I want you to prophesy. He goes, so something's going to come out of the palace that you're going to be a part of, and the river that's going to flow, it's going to go through the streets of Detroit and change the whole city of Metro Detroit. Now, I've been, I've been going by there prophesying over it. Sometimes I forget, but I said, thank you, Lord. One day, one day, Lord, could you do it, Lord? Could you really do something like that, that I could, we could be a part of something? I'm not saying it's going to be our church, us three, us four, no more. No, I'm saying maybe it's the whole body of Christ. That we get to join together and tell the devil you can't have Detroit. You can't have our children. You can't have our families. Now you might think I'm kidding about that. But we, you might say, could God really do that? We put 30,000 people in the Ford Field Stadium at 11-11-11. 11-11-11, November 11, 2011. I was a part of it. Our church was a big part of that. Gathering pastors from around Metro Detroit. We had the call with Lou Ingalls. And we fasted for 24 hours, and we prayed. That's all that was. 30, it was a record, never been done in the history books, that 30,000 people would fast and pray for 24 hours from the city of Detroit. And I'm telling you, church, I know it was one thing. I'm not saying the main thing, but the Lord gutted the city of Detroit and took out the corruption. God gutted the city and took it and began to restoring the city. Things began to shift through that thing. And now we're seeing Metro Detroit come back. Great things are happening. Do you think that? I believe it was a big part of it. I believe it was a big part of it. That was a mighty thing. And God's got other big things because he's, he's up to results. Number two, I want you to see that Jesus, before he left the earth, he strongly exhorted his disciples to don't go anywhere until you get the power that comes from heaven. Now here's where a lot of Christians missed it. They got a little dabble do ya. They heard about Jesus. They accepted Jesus as their Savior in Sunday school. But they've never stayed long enough, 
Like Jesus said, don't you go nowhere until you yield to me because I'm going to pour out heaven's power into your life. you got to have power. You can't have man's power. you got to have God power. When God's power come on you, you're going to do exploits. God's power is going to take an earthen vessel, give you a vision and a dream. And then I'm going to do wonders to help you make that dream and vision because I'm going to work with you and do things. That's why you could take Peru because I put a vision in your son. I gave him a dream and he's been walking that dream out and I've been confirming it with miracles and wonders and signs and giving him nations. And God wants to work through you. You might be, not be one called to a nation. I don't, I don't really, it doesn't matter exactly what. It's just obedient to the vision God gives you. What's the vision? What's the plan? What's the prophetic word that you hear God say to you? What's he saying? The dreams and visions in the last days I'll give young men. I'll pour out my spirit on old men. Give them dreams. It's something that the world can't give you. It comes via the Holy Spirit. And he's going to help you get it done. Boy, this mic is loud. I like it though. It makes it easy to preach. It's like preaching coming right back. I'm like I'm speaking. It's hitting me. But he said to wait. Look at Luke 24. Now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. Listen, but stay. He meant wait here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes on you and fills you with the power from heaven. Number three, I want to say it's to our advantage that Jesus went to heaven. There's a lot of people that says, oh, I wish I could have lived when the disciples lived. Just think if I was one of the 12 disciples and touched Jesus and walked where Jesus walked. But Jesus said, it's not true. It's actually better that I left the earth. It's to your advantage. It's to your benefit that I'm not here physically. A lot of people say, oh, Jesus, just show up. Just give me a dream. Just, just come into my bedroom or just come into my car and tell me what to do. Here's what the Lord said about that. John 60, nevertheless, Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. It is your, to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, John 14, that he may abide with you, listen, forever. This, uh, this spirit, it's the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. He dwells with you, and he will be in you. Now, I want you to see that, that the Lord's saying here, I'm going to give you another one. Now, this is a powerful Greek word that the Lord uses here. This Greek word is elos, A-L-L-O-S, one besides another of the same kind. Jesus is saying, I'm going to send another one, another one besides me in addition to me, but one just like me, and he's going to live in you. See, when Jesus was in the flesh, there's six, seven billion people on planet. He can only be with one person at a time. But when he went up to heaven and the Father gave him the Holy Spirit, he poured out the Holy Spirit. By the way, he's a he, he's a person. The Holy Spirit now comes on all of us. I don't know how God does it, but God can do anything without, nothing's too difficult. So God, the Holy Spirit comes in you, comes in you, comes in you, comes in me. He, he's with me and he'll be with me and in me forever. And the Lord said, one just like me, but beside me. You know, one just like me. So the Lord is saying here, like, if I came up to you and I said, here's a $10 bill, and then, I, and then you gave me two fives. They're different bills, but they equal the same, don't they? And that's what the Lord said. I'm going to give you a different one than me, but he'll be just like me, equal to me. He'll do what I would do if I was here in the flesh. But he's going to live in you to be your helper. He's going to be the one that helps you. 
How many people know we need help? Oh, we need help. We need help because sometimes we let this old world get to us. I know you're the only sanctimonious one in the building. But some of us, sometimes we go, into, we go out there and we work every day. And sometimes you got people that you're working with, situations, and, and it gets on you. But that's where the Holy Spirit is inside you. And he begins to work and he begins to refresh. He begins to do things. And I love that about the Holy Spirit. He's an amazing thing. Now, I just want to say the Holy Spirit will do in Christ's presence what he would do if he was physically present with you. Now, that right there is really powerful if you get that one thought. The Holy Spirit's job is to do what Christ would do for you if he was present with you in the flesh. That's what he's here to do. Now, the Holy Spirit's responsibility, listen to this. He's a person. He's in me. You know, I got filled in 1976 with the power of God. And, and he's there in this weakened vessel. God has been there to, to show up when I needed him. When I was weak, he came. When I fell, he picked me back up. He's a, he never quits on us, my friend. He never quits on us. See, people, friends could quit on you. But you got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Your closest brother might slip up a time or two. But the Holy Spirit is a friend who sticks closer than any brother. I learned that young when I first got saved and I was trying to, you know, you want to please the Lord? Anybody want to please and you ever feel like you, 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 you didn't please the Lord or you didn't please yourself and you didn't live up to what you thought you should live up to? Anybody ever been there? And you have that feeling of condemnation and guilt? Now, condemnation doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil. Conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. He convicts you to keep getting better and turning. But, man, I was feeling bad. I remember I was, I was bad. Matter of fact, I was... I might have been 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, and I was in the, I was in the bathroom. And God, how many people know God speaks to you in the bathroom? Praise God. I don't know. Probably doing, I don't know what was going on. But I'm in the bathroom. And why I'm in the bathroom, excuse me, too much information. But I was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom, and, and I was feeling down. I mean, I was like, boy, Dominic, you're, the devil was saying, you're, look at you. Look what you just did. And I'd say, yeah, I'm, so, I'm a loser. You know, I was feeling so dusted you know, disgusted and, and all that. And I was, I was low in that place. But I, you know what? The Holy, I heard the Holy Spirit talk to me. I thought God only talked to me when I was high, when I was in the club, when I was being good, when I was doing the right thing every day and God's like, that's my relationship with God was back then. When I, was, when I didn't feel him, I thought he wasn't there. Or if I didn't perform as good, I thought he wasn't there. But he's not, he's with you always and in you always. Nothing could ever separate you from God's love. Nothing can, nothing can. Even you backslidden, he's still with you, drawing you back. He never quits on you, my friend. And I'm in that bathroom there and the Lord said, Dominic, I'm a friend that sticks closer. And all of a sudden I felt the Lord just picking me up and he said, Dominic, I'm not like some friends, I, I, I get in the mud with you. I get in the mud with you. That's the way he said. To, I get and I, he knew he talked about. I get in the mud with you, son, and I just sit with you for a while, and then little by little, I'm the glory and I'm the lifter of your head. I let you know I love you. I know Dominic, you want to please me. I want to please the Lord so bad. He touched me. I mean, I was, the Lord saved me and came in my heart. And he filled me with his love. There's nothing like heaven's love, nothing. There's no money, no party, no pill, no nothing in this earth that can compare to the love of God. And I felt heaven come in my soul, heaven's love, and I wanted to please the Lord. I wanted to serve with all my heart, but I was human. I'd make mistakes. I'd slip up. But the Lord said, I see your heart, son. You're mine. 
You're all, I'm like a good father. A son could slip up, but that father's always going to be there for, for the son. That's my son. That's, it's, you're my boy. You're my son. I'm all, I get in the mud. I'll just lay in there with the wallow with you for a while, just sitting there for a while, but then I'm going to come with my power, and I'm going to pick you up. I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the, the Spirit of God can't sit in the mud too long. I'm the glory and the lifter of your head. Man, I came out of that bathroom like Clark Kent turned into Superman. I mean, I could, that's what he does. He's amazing like that. How many people witnessed that? Know what I'm talking about? Two of you. And I know it's the whole church. Okay. The Holy Spirit's responsibility is to give you, to perform this word over you, to give you what God says you're supposed to have, to help you to do what God says you're supposed to do, and to make you to be and make you to become what God says you can be and become. That's his job to work that in you, to let you know what's yours. I had a beautiful sister this morning and said, Pastor Dominic, I just have a hard time because I feel like when I pray that, that, that I'm, so, I'm, I'm so unrighteous that, that I can't talk to God. Have anybody ever felt that way? I used to, years ago, I went through that, and I, I, I overcame that through Christ. Because, like I said, truth overcomes fact. I'm not denying that you feel condemnation even when Jesus said you're forgiven. I'm not denying that you feel condemnation even when Jesus said you're my precious child. I'm not denying that you feel those things even when the Lord said, I chose you, I picked you, I wanted you, I sent my son and already forgiven you of all your sins. But her reality didn't match to the truth yet. And my reality didn't. So you know what I would do? I would say this, I always put the word before facts, and I would say, Lord, your word says you love me with an everlasting love. Your word says, your, your word says that as high as the heavens are above the earth, so far has you removed my transgressions from me. Your word says, Lord God, that you've made me the righteousness of God through Christ, that it's, I'm not standing before you in my righteousness because nobody's righteousness could stand before God. A holy Lord, you've given me Christ's right standing. On that right standing, you've accepted, and I come through Christ. That right standing has been, been given to me by faith. I receive that. It's in my account, so I can come boldly into your throne. So I would say, Lord, but I'll tell you, in the natural, Lord, I don't feel like you love me. Anybody ever feel that way? Lord, I don't feel like you love me. I'm just telling you, Lord, I don't feel that my facts say differently. But, Lord, your word says you do. So I believe what your word says. And I want to thank you that by faith I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. I receive perfect standing with you. And devil, I want you to know one day these facts are going to turn to truth. My, my condition is going to change to my position. My position is perfect. My condition is so-so. But my condition is going to change to my position. I'm a son of God. I'm an heir of God. I'm a devil-chasing, world-impacting son of the living God. When you wake up in the morning, you know what the devil says, oh my God, he's up again, he's up again. You're going to come to a point where the devil giving you migraines, you're going to start giving him some migraines. One day years ago, I said, I was preaching one day when I was about 35, 40, and out of my mouth says, you need to give the devil a headache. And somebody made a sign, give the devil a headache. And I, I hid it in my office for about 20 years and something happened to it, but it's a... Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit's responsibility. That means, that means Romans 8.15 says, you've not received the, the spirit that makes you fearful, slave. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. His spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are children of God. 
The moment you've accepted Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit's responsibility is to affirm to you, you're God's now. You're, the, you're a child of God. How many people, when you, when, you, when, you, when you intentionally, seriously, from a good heart, accepted Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit came into your spirit and said, you just knew I'm a child of God. God is now Abba Father, dear daddy. The Holy Spirit's job, the moment you say yes to Jesus from a pure heart, sincere heart, the Holy Spirit's going to come in with power and say, you're going to sense an overwhelming assurance. I'm not lost, I'm found. I'm not blind, I see. I'm not deaf, I can hear now. I'm a child of God and the Holy Ghost has come in me and he's given me the assurance and he's affirmed I'm God's property. How many people know what I'm talking about? Am I right? You felt that. That was the Holy Spirit's job to let you know that, number two, God's love. His, his hope will not disappoint, for we know how deeply God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. The Holy Spirit's responsibility is to come in to let you feel and sense the love of God and, 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 and give that love to others. The Holy Spirit, his job is to make you aware of the love of God and experience God's love. This morning, maybe some of you today... The Holy Spirit's going to let you experience that love. Because there's nothing, there's no love like God's love. No love. And that's what keeps coming back, me coming back to him. He's, he's an amazing. How about the greater one? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit will rise up in you at different times of your life. No matter what the circumstance you'll feel, the Holy Spirit just come through you at certain times and make you feel that the God in you is greater than the problem. Greater than the storm. Greater than the situation. Some of you, maybe today you need the Holy Spirit to come in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is the God that's in you. And I told you the story about my Muslim father who wouldn't let me marry Amir and, 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 and persecuted me and said that he threatened to kill me. But you know, I stood on that scripture. Greater is he that is in me. I, was, I shook a couple times, but that was the word I used. Lord, I love my father-in-law. He doesn't understand you told me a mirror is for me. A mirror knows it. And Lord, I believe the Holy Spirit bent back my father-in-law. He accepted me, received me, and later on he received Christ as his Lord and Savior, and he's in heaven today. Because God is greater than the devil. And God is wonderful. The Holy Spirit will confirm you about, about other things, like the mercies of God are new every morning. You know the Bible says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His, mer his, his mercies never come to an end. My friend... That may be the best news you ever heard today. God's mercies never come to an end. You know what that means? You can come home. You can come home. Mercy means we don't get what we deserve. I deserved a lot worse than I get from God. He gives me, and grace means he gives me what I don't deserve. I got a mirror. I got a beautiful family. I get to pastor. I get to feel the Holy Spirit in my life daily, just walking with God, you know. All those different things. But listen to this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Listen, they're new every morning. You know what that means, my friend? I've, you've experienced this. I've experienced this. Friday morning I experienced the fresh when I came in for men's prayer. You could be so tired and walk in there and just sit down and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, man. It's like he forgot what you did yesterday. The, the Lord's saying... What you talking about yesterday? That done, I'm not looking at yesterday. My mercies are new every morning. Why are you talking about yesterday? Why are you talking about last year? Why are you talking about last month? My mercies never cease. They're brand new. 
brand new. That means you can walk with me. That means I can fellowship with you right now. I've accepted you. I've forgiven you. I've chosen you. I'm a very present help in time of trouble. I'm a very present help in time of trouble. Because my mercies are new every morning. Jonathan said, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Forever. That means to the, to the sinner that sins, to the lost person that's lost, he's come for the uttermost to the guttermost. He can save anybody that comes through Jesus Christ. He loves you and his long arm reaches out in mercy to say, come home, I've forgiven you. Come home, you're my child. Come home, I care for you. Come home, I've got a plan for you. I haven't forgotten that plan. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful God. Can I hear a good amen, church? Amen. He's the glory and the lifter of your head. He's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will do so many. Maybe you're here today, my friend, and the Holy Spirit has been working and saying, come on home. You don't have to come home to this church. I didn't say the truth. You don't have to join the church. You don't have to be what I want you to be. Come home to him and let him tell you what to do. He'll set you where you need to go. If you have a heart to listen, he'll show you. Come home to him. He loves you. He's already forgiven you. When he died on that cross, your offenses were put on Christ. You just have to receive it. You have to receive the gift by faith. And if you're here this morning, I want to pray with you. I want you to accept God's wonderful free gift of Jesus Christ. Salvation. Peace with God. Uh, the presence of God in your life. Can we do that this morning? In Jesus' name, let's close our eyes one moment. Just Matter of fact, if you can, you don't have to lift your hand real high, but even if it's a little bit, just lift it up to the Lord in your seat if you can. And just say this with me, dear, dear Heavenly Father. Just say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father. Say it like you mean. Say it a little bit louder. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm calling out to you. Thank you for being a God of mercy, a God of grace, and a God of love. Thank you for never forsaking me. Thank you for never leaving me. You're always there. I turn to you today, Lord. I turn from where I've been, and I turn to you with the, with the best heart that I could possibly give you. The best way I know how, Lord. Thank you, God. Now your power comes on me in a brand new way. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for choosing me. I'm now yours. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap. Praise God. Praise God. Now, now my friend, and, and I didn't go through the whole message, but the Holy Spirit will do other things that the Bible says he would teach you all things. He's a, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit a teacher. He would teach you things. He will show you things to come. That's what I love about God. The Bible says he'll, he gives you the ability to prophesy. You'll hear more about that next week. He gives you the ability. Everybody, every believer, the Bible says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Every, who's all flesh this morning? He says your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Anybody here a son or a daughter? That's about all of us, I believe. He said every one of you, my spirit's on you. And this is, this is one of the primary reasons. So that you can hear from God, hear from heaven, hear from the Holy Spirit. And you can speak what God says about your life. And you can help and encourage other people. And you can minister to them. God can give you words from heaven to give to people and comfort them, heal them, bless them, encourage them, strengthen them. 
challenge them. Then the Bible says, old men I'm going to give some dreams to. He said, the world says at 60 you're on your way out, and God said you're just starting at 60. 60, I'm giving you a dream. I'm, I'm giving you the dream that you're going you're gonna to soar. And you're going to do more 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, all the way up to 120. You're going to do more in your, in your next 30 years than you did in any of your last 60 years. I'm going to fill you with a rich 10-year decade that's going to blow you away. You know, I've got people that speak over me, different people that I know that say, I've been speaking over you. This is the best decade of your life. And it's happening. And I believe it's the best decade for 60 and over. I'm going to give you a dream. And then young men... I'm going to give a vision, not the world. I'm going to give you a heavenly vision, a heavenly vision that you're going to, you're going to begin to bring out the vision of heaven, to, and it's going to change history in your sphere of influence. I love that. You say, Pastor, I'm not pious enough. I'm not holy enough. Did you, re did you read Hebrews chapter 11 when it talked about all the men and women of faith, what they did, Noah, the ark, Moses, the Red Sea, exiting Israel out of Egypt, David, Goliath, did you never know it never talked about how holy and how pious they were? You know what it talked about? They had a vision. God gave them a dream. God gave them a conviction. So deep it's called faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God gave themselves something unseen to their heart. They caught it, and they began living it out. God took care of their faults and their failures. While they were walking, God made them holy. He first gives you a dream and a vision. He gives you a power. He said, I'm going to put something so big in you, you're going to run after it. While you're running at it, you're going to be walking with me, and this is going to fall off you. That's going to fall off you, and that's going to fall off. But that's what's going to happen. Don't worry about that stuff. Don't worry about that stuff. Don't worry about your weaknesses and your shortcomings. Get the Holy Ghost. Get personal with God. Draw near to God. Let Him give you a vision. Let Him give you a dream. Let Him give you a prophetic word. He'll take care of all that. He'll take care of all that. He's a wonderful God. Now the second thing the Lord wants to do is He wants to give you power now. How many people have accepted Christ already in your heart? You're a believer. Do I have any hungry believers? There's that river. There's the wind. <laughs> Praise God. It's coming right in. Thank you, God. I received that. I've been believing for signs and wonders. Bam. Okay. But do I have any thirsty and hungry? The Lord said, if you hunger and thirst, I will fill you. So, you know, I believe God's been making Oakland hungry and thirsty. Now the Lord says, I'm going to fill you with the power. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And I'm believing right now that river is going to flow in you. Maybe some of you have already been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but there's another baptism. They were baptized in Acts 2, but they got rebaptized in Acts chapter 4. They needed more of that. We leak sometimes, and he needs to refill us up, fresh oil. And I don't know about you, but as I read my Bible in Acts 2 and Acts 14, you know, in some of these words, in Acts 8, Acts 9, Acts 10, he talks about they got filled with the Holy Ghost. The Lord had a river of other tongues that flowed out of them. There was a new language God gave them. Speaking with the other tongues, it was a beautiful thing. It was God's private prayer language. There was a river of love, a river of joy, a river of peace. Some of you this morning, as you're just worshiping God and saying, God, fill me, let the river out of your innermost being will flow rivers. Somebody, that'll be a river of song, a river of tongues, a river of your heavenly language that you'll speak to God in a brand new language. Amir and I do this all the time because we belong to a church who believed in the gifts of the Spirit. 
not some of those places, I love them all, but some of those places that say gifts have been done away with the apostles. We don't need, listen, we need all the help we can get. We need all the gifts, all the power. And if Paul said you need it, I need it. I need that river of tongues. I need that river of joy. I need that river of power. I need that dynamite. I need to pray in my heavenly language and let God give me the interpretation, spiritual knowledge, spiritual wisdom. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He's one friend you never have to be afraid of. He won't mess with you. You just open up your heart and just come at him with faith believing this morning. Say, Lord, I'm a believer. And you said, if I ask you for the Holy Spirit, you're so welcome to give him to me. It's God's favorite gift to give people, salvation than the Holy Spirit. Let's stand to our feet this morning. And I want each one of you right now to hold out your hands to the Lord like you're receiving from Him. You can lift it up to the Lord. And I want you to tilt your head back because the Bible says it was poured out upon their heads like a river of the Holy Spirit. He's going to flow through you right into your most innermost being. The Bible says your belly. And out of your belly, your innermost beings are going to flow rivers of living water. Rivers of life are going to flow from you. Get ready, church. Don't look at nobody around. Just you and Jesus. Lift your hands to heaven. Just say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your wonderful promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, right now, you're my Savior. You're my Lord. Thank you for the river of God. Jesus, right now, I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Baptize me in the love of God. Baptize me in the power of God. Baptize me in the flow of God. Baptize me with visions, dreams, prophecies, heavenly language. Right now, Lord, by faith, I receive the river of God. And right now, say it with me, right now, I am now filled by faith because I asked you, and you said if I ask, it will be given. So I receive now. Now lift up your hands and begin to worship the Lord. We hope you enjoyed that part of our message. There is so much more to experience at Oakland Church. We look forward to seeing you soon.